We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. And now joining us here on the Bear Report podcast to continue on our scouting report series, we have Tim O'Malley of irishillustrated.com, a staff writer who covers everything Notre Dame over there. He's going to give us some insight on a potential Chicago Bears first-round target at number nine, Joe Alt. Um, Tim, thanks so much for making the time to join me today, man. Oh, sure thing. Yeah, we didn't we didn't think when Joe Alt arrived a couple years ago that we'd be having this talk, but he sure shut up. So, so let's get into it. I mean, give us the background information on Joe Alt and what you've seen from him, you know, at his time at Notre Dame. Yeah, he was an intriguing prospect because – of his lineage, you know, when you're John Alt's son, that that's, and then you see him walk in, you see the frame being six, he's a solid six, seven. Um, and he was, when he got there, six and a half, six, seven, he had to fill out. And in terms of recruiting rankings, while you never really ascribe those to somebody going in the NFL three or four years later, I mean, he was, you know, Notre Dame, Notre Dame gets guys ranked in the top 100. They're, they have to replace three guys this year. And the three guys coming in are all in the top 100. It doesn't mean they're going to be good, but that's where they usually recruit from. Joe Alt was down in the 400 range for a little while. Um, he was a tight end that at some point his dad and his coach said, you're going to become an offensive lineman. You're too big. Um, when he came to Notre Dame, they had Blake Fisher, who is coming out with him. He enrolled early and Joe Alt did not. So this was 2021 after COVID and everything was kind of under wraps. We didn't get to see anybody. Blake Fisher enrolled where they had a giant gap at left tackle, and he immediately won the starting job in the spring, which had never happened before um, in Notre Dame history. He actually oh, started the opener against Florida State at left tackle that had no, no true freshman had ever done the opener for Notre Dame. Got hurt immediately. Uh, his backup got hurt the next game. His backup got hurt the next game. <laughs> <laughs> and Joe Alt came in and started after that and never looked back, and immediately the line – offensive line gelled with Joe Alt more than the others who to their, I mean, those guys were all young and nobody should have been starting at Notre Dame, maybe Alt included, but Alt proved he could do it. He had been playing. He earned a job um, in August camp as a move tight end. They put number 45 on him for games, took him out of his number, his number 76, put number 45 on him and they had him blocking in line because he was such a good blocker. They had to get him on the field. Yeah, and then they just decided the last time he played that was against Wisconsin at Soldier Field. Ironically, they played Wisconsin at Soldier Field, wearing yep. forty-five. 
the left tackle that came in there and Tosh Baker just got killed. Uh, he was a true, he was a redshirt freshman. He'll probably start this year actually for Notre Dame. He's still there. Uh, he got killed that day by Wisconsin's. He's been a very good defense and Alt came in, stabilized things. They won uh, six of seven. They lost to the Cincinnati with him. That was the that was the undefeated Cincinnati team that went to the playoff. And really, he never looked back. He was autumn like immediately. You knew he was keeping left tackle, even though Blake Fisher won the job and got hurt. You knew Blake Fisher had to move to right tackle. Alt was just that good as a true freshman. What was it? I mean, was it just skill set? Was it he knew the assignments, yeah. um, strength? Great feet and strength. That's where you start, right? Um, I think yeah. they, other than Wisconsin and Cincy, he was also able to ease in. It's not like they played um, poor teams when you're playing Virginia Tech and North Carolina and USC. Those aren't poor teams, but they also were not blessed with tremendous defenders like Cincinnati okay. and Wisconsin had. Yeah. So he got his feet wet. I mean, it was, Blacksburg was his first start. That's not an easy first yeah. start. But, so he 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 played those teams. North Carolina um, had a really good year, and yeah, and then he. Going to his sophomore year, you saw him walk in interviews. You're like, oh, my God, this guy just became a man. Like, he went from, <laughs> look at this future prospect, to this guy is a monster now. And he put on the weight, and he just had room for good weight. I mean, he is he is every bit of that 6'7", 6'6 half where he's listed. So he carries 315 like it's nothing. He's just a very good athlete that, you know, let's – be fair. He knows everything about the position. His dad has been tutoring him on that yeah. position for four years. They they talk every week at Notre Dame. His dad his was one of his critics. So he had the built-in advantage was his genes and also the fact that he had a guy he could talk to about everything that was going right and wrong every single week. Where did he get better? Um, I'm you know you have high praise for him as a freshman. I'm sure there was probably a couple you know learning curves for him just yeah. a little bit. Uh, where did he get better from then to now? I think pure power in the running game, he got better. He was always, as I said, he was always very good in pass protection. Um, maybe the, my point was that, you know, Virginia Tech, while a quality program and you're starting in Blacksburg and that's hard, they, they didn't necessarily have the the all-time edge rusher that you could have associate with great college programs sometimes. So I thought he was very good in pass protection um, throughout his career. I think he gave up his, I don't think he gave up his first sack until this year and his first hurry until midway through his, junior, his sophomore year. Um but just more power at the point. Like, you you know, when you're an 18-year-old starter and, and you're going – they played Oklahoma State in the Fiesta Bowl. When you're, when you're going against 23-year-old grown men that could be in the NFL but they couldn't quite make it yet, but they're definitely a hell of a lot stronger than you are. I mean, I think that you can see that when he's an 18-year-old. By his by the end of his junior year, he was – even he's arguably the best offensive lineman in the country. Um, there was – I think – I I don't do, like, professional grades, but if I were to remember every single game he played – the Louisville game was one where I thought this is the first time I noticed him being human out there. We're like, boy, they're, they're getting to alt too. Like yeah. Louisville really handled Notre Dame this year, their pass rush um, down in Louisville at night. And I, I thought, wow, he's, he looks like a regular guy out there, but I mean, then you look and you see his grade from the coaches and he still had a great grade, but he, he was a, he was just a, a very conscientious player, always great in pass protection. And then I think when he grew into his body and frame, the balance was there for drive blocking uh, for the run. And, and they ran behind Joe Alt in the left side a lot with Audrey Gestamay this year. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe is Notre Dame's offense more, you know, slightly run more than pass. No, it, it is. It's uh, okay. it, it has been, it was run first all whole career. Um, they had, let's see, it was estimate this year, the year before it was estimated Logan Diggs who transferred to LSU. So they had two good running backs. He made the when he joined. It's not all him, of course, but when he joined midseason, their running game went from running game and pass protection went from just terrible. I mean, yeah. they were they were four and one, but they were 
terrible. They couldn't protect Jack Cohn. It was his one year starting. He really solidified things. They are run first. Um, he is definitely used to the – he's had quarterbacks under center, plenty of quarterbacks under center and plenty, of course, in the read option. But, like, the last two quarterbacks, Jack Cohn couldn't run at all, so there was no read option. Um, actually, Drew Pine started most of his sophomore year, zero read option there. And Sam Hartman was supposed to have more read option. He did not yeah. either. So he's he's not going to be adjusted to too much. I think the Tommy Reese and um, Jared Parker offenses really were a little bit pro-friendly in, in that design for the offensive line. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, because I'm curious because, you know, with Chicago, obviously they're going to have to make a decision. It's either Fields, and, and Fields runs a lot more than Caleb Williams. Right. Um, you know, there's an off chance they take Drake May or Jane Daniels if they fall in love. So I'm kind of curious how he would maybe fit at that NFL level with, with one of those types of quarterbacks. I mean, I think he's a prototype left tackle. Okay. It's these other guys when you draft, like uh, when I said Blake Fisher had to move to right tackle for Joel, that's because he was a left tackle because Notre Dame needed a left tackle. Joel's a left okay. tackle anywhere he goes. And we've joked with, remember Mike McGlinchey uh, played yep. for the 49ers and Broncos for a while. Notre Dame gets a lot of good offensive linemen in there. And he said, yeah, we're all tackles when we get here. <laughs> then they decide who really are tackles because they all move inside. <laughs> There was a, never a Joe Alt move, okay. <laughs> anywhere but left tackle. That he 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 will be a left tackle in the NFL. Um, it's the last guy like that was probably Ronnie Stanley, who's with the Ravens yeah. now, of course, and he's been, he's had a couple Pro Bowl years. Um, he was the guy that you're like, well, you're not moving that guy. He, he's your left tackle. You keep him there. Like McGlinchey moves around. He's been right tackle. He's been right guard. Um, even Zach Martin, who's going to the Hall of Fame, went from left tackle at Notre Dame to guard his whole career at Dallas. But Joe Alt is a left tackle. I think he'll fit in great there. I think I know the answer. Do you feel like Alt is ready to come in right away and, and start and, you know, maybe not be an, an all pro right away? Right, but. right. I, I, I feel, I mean, I would definitely take Joe Alt um, immediately. I do think he, I mean, he is the only true junior. He didn't register at all. He's the only true junior in Notre Dame history, I believe, on the offensive line to go pro early. Even Quentin okay. Nelson was a senior. Zach Martin was a fifth year. Stanley was a senior. McGlinchey was a fifth year. I mean, all these guys usually stay and develop at Notre Dame in terms of their bodies. Alt is just bigger than those guys. But, I mean, I do think there's a little bit of a difference between Joe Alt at 21 and Joe Alt at 24 and 23 when you're going against these 30-year-old men. Um, he's filled out, but I think when you see him in the Bears or anywhere else for two and a half years, he's going to be an absolute beast. And now I think he'll just be kind of a guy ahead of his time that can – he can definitely go ahead and help you starting lineup in the NFL now. He's a rare guy for that. But, you, yeah, you're not going to look down – you might look down and say all-rookie team, but you're not going to be like, well, he's a, he's infallible. He's not, that, that doesn't usually happen at left tackle when you're, tw you're truly 21 
and played two and a half years of college football. Yeah, and, and you mentioned those names. I mean, it kind of feels like Notre Dame just churns out those offensive linemen, the tight ends, um, you know, and you mentioned that they stay, a lot of them stay. And, yeah, and yeah. All, did you, so that wouldn't, you know, you're not worried about that at all. No, the only reason I brought it up is I, when before the season started, people were, you know, saying, well, Joe, I'll come back. I was like, well, I don't think he will, but he'd be <laughs> the first one to leave, which is an interesting dynamic. But I mean, the, it, the sport has changed now too, because yeah. they, they were saying like, well, can his NIL money keep him there? I mean, yeah, Joe Alt's not looking to be a fourth-round pick. His NIL money's not keeping him another day. He's a first-round pick, so that yeah. NIL money doesn't do much to you in those situations. But he would have the only reason he ever would have considered saying, I think, is he's a true junior. You, you can get better um, at college football. Joe Rudolph's a good offensive line coach. I know Harry Heastan, who used to be with the Bears. Harry yep. Heastan still lives in South Bend. I know he he talks with these guys a lot. And, of course, his dad. He has the built-in advantage of his dad. So I always thought he would grow into maybe the – Second pick of the draft if he stayed another year, but what if he's going to be the sixth or the ninth pick of the draft? I think it, it all works out. That money's that money's pretty good. Yeah, it is tough too. Like quarterbacks are always going to go, or yeah. most likely going to go one two in a lot of these drafts. He's safer than the quarterbacks, but yes, um, yeah, the upside is not the exact same. Obviously, with Caleb. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I've seen. I mean, there was one mock draft. He was at number one, and um, I, 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 I'd be a little shocked. It's nothing against him, yeah. just because I think the Bears would, if they don't take Williams or May, they'd probably trade out of it. Um, I guess, you know, when you look at Alt's game and you remember from the years he's been at Notre Dame, what game really stands out to you? Like if a Bears fan were to look at a game and you say, yeah, go to YouTube and look at these highlights, which one would you probably go? Yeah, this previous year, um, I mean, I thought he was fantastic against Ohio State and North Carolina State. North Carolina State had a really good front. Um, yeah. It's funny because I was just thinking about it. He, he did great, great against Louisville. I think if you looked at it, you might see my point of view and say he looks human in this one. Um, he said Duke was his hardest matchup. They had a really good oh. line. Uh, actually, their strong side defensive end is transferred into Notre Dame this year to start for Notre Dame. Oh, so okay. Notre, Dame, Notre Dame felt the same way, I think, about their line probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, last year would be uh, – gosh, he was great at North Carolina. That's a lot of good athletes to look at. If you want to look at North Carolina 2022 um, – I want to give you the good games, of course. Yeah, uh, and of course, oh, Clemson um, at Notre Dame, Clemson in 2022 was a that's probably the best game the line has played because Clemson had uh, they were undefeated and they have all those those guys are in the NFL now like Brise and some other defensive yeah. linemen. Alt was fantastic. So actually, yeah, uh, November five around 2022, Joe Alt against four pro linemen on Clemson. That's probably the game to watch because they, okay. that was a. Um, they just decided to run the ball against Clemson, and somehow they just moved Clemson off the ball, and he was the key to that, obviously. You mentioned his size, his technique, and his footwork, and I kind of want to go back to that footwork. Um, the scouting reports I've read on him, he's quick. Like, he's quick for that size. Is that what you pretty much saw? Yeah, he's a basketball player. He was a, he was a basketball player in, in high school. He's a very good athlete. Um, and as I said, he was a tight end. I mean, he played a little tight end at Notre Dame. He was just yeah. he was just getting too big for it, really, and they, they wanted to get him on the field. Um I, I really don't remember. I know he gave up a sack this year. He did not give up a sack in 2022. I know he, I think it been Duke. he gave up a sack this year against Duke. Now that I think about it, I, I guess in my mind, he gave up too, because I know Louisville got him for one. I'm, I'm going to, I'm dying on that hill with Joel. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it took a long time. It was probably, you know, he's 26, 25 starts in before that happened. That's, that's wild. Um, this was a little tough. I'll put you kind of on the spot. Um, who would you compare him to as a prospect? Maybe that's coming out or, or offensive tackles you've seen at the college or NFL level. Yeah, Does he remind great, you of anyone? You know, that's a great question because it's not Stanley. I'm trying to go through Notre Dame. Stanley was like yeah. a dancing 
bear back there. You know, who was <laughs> when you, like Joe Alt's a really good athlete. Ronnie Stanley was like the athleticism was off the charts. He's a much more athletic prospect than McGlinchey ever was. Um, okay. Yeah, it, that's. I don't think that's close. In fact, I, I think McGlinchey really was probably at the, at the lower end of athletes for Notre Dame. That that made oh, it wow. big. That made it big. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously not the lower end of athletes, but to make it big in the NFL. Um, yeah, left. I mean, if he's not one of those two, he's he's also much longer than Zach Martin ever was. Now, you know, you don't want to ever compare someone to Zach Martin because he's going to the Hall of Fame yeah, upon, up, uh, upon retirement. Incredible. But I, I, Joe Alt's a unique guy. I mean, he's closer okay. to Stanley than anybody. He's way closer to Stanley than McGlinchey um, in terms of athleticism. I think I may be predisposed to think Stanley's the best athlete because we were told that from the moment he stepped on campus and he never proved it wrong, really. But He's closer to Stanley with those with those arms um, and footwork, I think, than anybody Notre Dame has brought through. And then the other guys that are in the NFL for Notre Dame have all kind of been those guys that converted from tackle to now they're playing center at Miami, center at Tampa Bay, guard somewhere else. They're uh, they're not the prototype tackles that he is. Yeah, you know, I would never say like Tony Bazzelli because that's just great getting. Yeah. That's what he looks like though when he plays out there. I mean, oh, wow. that's, okay, that, that's the. Never, someone says, "Who's the running back?" Remind you of you never say Emmett Smith because it's just ridiculous, you know. What I mean? yeah. but like some guys do actually look like him when he runs. Joe Alt looks a little bit like Tony Paselli when he's out there in pass. Okay. Yeah. Would you be shocked? Where do you kind of have him landing in this draft? Yeah, I think. I mean, I think he'll go in the top ten. I think yeah. um, if you know Chicago has this exact setup where now I, is the latest scuttle they're going to keep the number one pick too? Or are they looking for two I, picks out of that? Or is there? I'm operating under the assumption they'll keep number okay. one. And if they I trade know. any of them, I think it'd be nine. But I mean, if like Alt is there, um, the Washington wide receiver, the LSU wide receiver is there. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't think, I don't know how you can it, pass on It's hard <laughs> if you're going to get Caleb Williams at one. Yeah. Assuming, uh, to not take Joe Alt at nine. I don't think Alt, I don't think Alt lasts past that, honestly. Yeah. Now I'm, I'm just trying to think back. Like, yeah, I mean, Quentin Nelson went six. That's that's high for a guard. Mike McGlinchey went nine. If yeah, Mike McGlinchey went nine. He was not the. I know it's draft. It's apples versus oranges. It's a different yeah. draft. But Mike McGlinchey went nine. He is not the prospect Joe Alt. Is. Yeah, nine is a steal for Joe Alt, as you said. Of course, one and two is quarterback range. Trying to change your franchise situation. Yeah, um, maybe maybe Daniel sneaks in there at yeah. three. Well, yeah, I mean, he talk about a rise. I mean, you could yeah better. Seems like you have to you maybe have to tailor your offense a little bit to him more than you will with the other two guys, though. That's the one way of looking at it too. It depends on the coordinator. Yeah, you know the wide receivers could go on a run. So I mean that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm you know if the Bears take Caleb Williams, I'm looking. I I think they have a future All Pro in Darnell Wright on that right side. He was fantastic. Yeah. I think if they could get Alt in the trenches, lock that down, it, it'd be a good matchup um, or a good you know fit for them sure. and uh, see. But I guess my final question before I let you kind of go here. Um, are there any other Notre Dame prospects that, that you're kind of keeping an eye on that may shock some some people in this draft? You know, um, I don't know how high they'll go in the draft. Um, I, I don't. I never know where you want to take a running back like Estimate yeah. because the, the devalued position. But I mean, it's almost so devalued that it's like starting to become a spot where you can actually get running backs. It helps you a little yeah. bit more now. Yeah. I'm not saying like the Jameer Gibbs up in the top 15 of the draft, but I do think Estimate fits the league well. For instance, Kyron Williams. The year he had with the Rams, there's no way that guy should have lasted to the fourth and fifth round. Yeah. I think a guy like Estime is a quality second and third round investment. The underrated guy, and here's the problem is his medicals are probably going to be a mess, is Cam Hart at okay. corner. Um, he's a three-year starter at corner. Absolutely fantastic. Six two. He looked like he was on the 49ers when he showed up at camp two years ago as a senior. He's a graduate student. The only reason he stayed in college 
is he had his third shoulder injury and surgery oh. in five years. Okay. Three of those drops him in the draft. I don't care. He's going to look great in the combine. He's going to jump great. He is every bit of six two and a half, one ninety five at corner, and the arms are. It looks like this is who you want at corner. But I don't know how you get past three shoulder surgeries going into. He he got a stinger in the Senior Bowl, and we all thought he hurt his shoulder playing in the Senior Bowl. We're like, oh no, kidding me? You did that? Oh. It was just a stinger. Okay. Um, but he is uh, he's the he's the guy that will get drafted lower because of his medicals. That's much better. As a football player, if you, I mean, okay. he played opposite Benjamin Morrison, who was the freshman of the year last year in college football on defense. Um, and Cam Hart was a better quarter this year than Benjamin Morrison. Morrison had six okay. picks. Morrison has nine picks in two years. They don't throw at Cam Hart. That's why Benjamin Morrison has nine picks in two years. So he's the sleeper. Um, I'm not really high on Hartman as a quarterback prospect. I think that it's more that uh, there's been a couple guys that he's not actually, uh, but athleticism is the wrong word, but he, I don't think he's strong enough. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Where you're a little slightly, yeah. built. he's a little slightly built. Um, and then I think the other guys like JD Bertrand and Javante Jean Baptiste are later round picks that will stick around forever um, in the NFL because they're better football players than okay. other guys. I'm not sure that they how they'll test other than straight ahead speed and stuff like that. Jean Baptiste is an Ohio State transfer. Um, this says a lot about Ohio State, but he was he was rotational at Ohio State. He came to their name and started, and he was one of their five best players this past okay. year. So he's, he's a very good athlete. Uh, but Cam Hart's the steal if you just can't go high when you have three shoulder surgeries, right? I mean, they there's other corners out there that haven't had three shoulder surgeries, and, and that's yeah. kind of where it goes. That's kind of the knock on Michael Penix, too, I think, yes. with, yeah, with yeah, the, I mean, the injuries. The injuries are it, – it, it's not that you're fragile. It's just that your body is – I mean, the, the – the, Three shoulders at corner in the NFL is yeah. you have to live with until your second contract, I think. Yep, yep, exactly. Uh, Tim, thank you so much, man, for joining me. Where can everyone follow you on uh, you know, Twitter, X, whatever? Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> at, uh, at Tim O'Malley ND for X, and uh, we're at irishillustrated.com. We're 365 football, and uh, Joe Alt was our number one ranked player coming into the year and number one A coming out of the year. I loved Audric Estime, too, so I'm telling you, I don't want to talk down Audric Estime. It's just I know okay. the running back position is devalued. But Estime's feet, he's a, he's a special talent too. So if the Bears can get him, I don't draft running backs in the first round anymore, but if the Bears can get a, get him down the line, I think he's, he's a good addition to teams as well. Awesome. Thanks again, man. Appreciate right. it. Thanks a lot, Zach. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.